The second section of Psalms, known as the Exodus Psalms, remind us that the God who redeemed us is still with us. In fact, He has promised to never leave us or forsake us. Today, we join Scott Pauling in opening God's roadmap for life. Find your place in the Word of God in the Psalms, and let's discover what God has for us along the way. Today we come to what is commonly referred to as the Exodus Psalms. Now, you remember that the first 41 Psalms were referred to as the Genesis Psalms, and the Genesis Psalms remind us that every good thing begins with God. Every good thing starts with Him. Now when we come to Psalm 42, we begin the second book of Psalms. And these, the Exodus Psalms, are a reminder to us to remember our Redeemer. You remember what the book of Exodus is all about? God bringing His people out of Egypt, of redeeming them, showing His power and delivering them. Well, when you come to Psalm 42, God is using the Psalms to remind His chosen people, His redeemed people, all that He's done for them and that He has not failed them. Now listen to the words of Psalm 42, verse 1. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after Thee, O God. Let me just pause and ask, are you thirsty for God today? If you've ever truly been physically thirsty, you know what a desperate condition that is. And a person can get in real dire straits when they get physically thirsty. But there is a spiritual thirst. I'm thinking of the words of the Lord Jesus when He said, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they should be filled. Well, David was a man who was thirsty for God. He, he longed for the Lord. He wanted to see what God alone can do. I'm afraid that in our world today, so many believers are more thirsty for the things of this world than they are the things of eternity. Uh, we, we long more for earthly things than heavenly things. Uh, do you remember when the Lord Jesus once said to Peter, Thou savorest not the things which be of God. He meant by that, uh, you are more satisfied and appeased by temporary things and what you want than by what I want. So let me ask again, are you thirsty for God? Like the little deer pants after the water brooks, is your soul panting after God today? He answers his own, his own statement in verse 2 with this word, My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? And we don't know exactly who wrote Psalm 42. Many people, most people, believe that David wrote it. And for sure, whoever wrote it under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, they wrote it in a time of great distress. Uh, the context and the tone of the psalm indicates that they couldn't get to the temple. They couldn't get to the holy place, to the place of worship. They weren't near God's people for fellowship. They'd been separated from all the things that they so loved and longed for. And so there's this heart cry. I'm thinking of people who, who cannot assemble for worship, who cannot be with God's people. Sometimes you don't appreciate what you have until it's gone. And so here the psalmist is saying, I miss those moments. I long for those times in God's presence. Notice that his tears spoke to him. What did his tears say? His tears mocked him. They said, where is thy God? You know, you have to be careful sometimes about listening to yourself because the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked especially your emotions. 
And maybe today your emotions are uh, doubting you. Uh, maybe your emotions are doubting God. Maybe your emotions are doubting your future. Well, I want to say to you, you've got to lay that aside. And you've got to bring your emotion and your burden into the presence of Almighty God. Let's read the rest of the psalm. Verse 4, When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me, for I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept holy day. Remember, he's thinking now of past days, happier days. And he says in verse 5, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? And then he says this, Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Oh, I love the fact that he moves from the past to the future. So many people get stuck on the past and they want to talk about the, the good days gone by. I'm grateful for the good days uh, that are behind us, but I'm looking forward to the good days that are before us. He said, I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Oh, then the emotion surges again. Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Do you see how emotion can come back to you again and again? Verse number 11, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Sometimes these feelings of despair come like waves. Uh, you, you get overcome and then you get a little relief and you get a glimpse of the Lord and you have hope and then suddenly another wave comes. Now, what do you do in these moments when you're thirsty for God but it seems you're living in a barren land? You're thirsty to see the Lord at work in your life but it seems there's nothing to satisfy near at hand. Well, do the two things that David did. Let me show you, or the psalmist, whoever he may be. Do the two things that he did. First of all, talk to yourself. Did you notice that repeatedly in this psalm, he answers his own question. He speaks to himself. He says, hope thou in God. You know, I have an easier time preaching to others than preaching to myself, but sometimes you've got to preach to yourself. I said to you a few moments ago, be careful about listening to yourself. That's true. Sometimes you just have to speak to yourself and speak truth. If David did write Psalm 42, this is a classic example of David encouraging himself in the Lord his God. Do you remember at Ziklag when he was so discouraged? The Bible says, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Don't wait on somebody else to encourage you. If you wait on someone else to be your encourager, you're going to stay discouraged. But if you can learn to speak truth to yourself, to remind yourself of the goodness of God, and to remember your Redeemer, oh, then, friend, you got something truly wonderful. Did you notice in the inscription of Psalm 42 uh, that this song was given to the sons of Korah? Do you remember Korah earlier in the Old Testament? Uh, Korah and his family, his immediate family, were all swallowed up and all who followed him. Remember, they were the ones that stood against Moses. But now these are some of the descendants of Korah who are actually leading in worship among the people of God. That in itself is just a reminder of the mercy and grace of our God. I think the psalmist is saying, even to the sons of Korah, look, you may be having a bad day, but remember where you could have been. You may be struggling today, but remember you should be in hell and you're not there and you're never going there. So rejoice in the Lord. Speak to yourself. The second thing the psalmist does, not only does he speak to himself, but he speaks to God. Isn't that really what all songs are supposed to do? If you remember in the New Testament, Ephesians 5 says, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. But then it says, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So who do we speak to? We speak to ourselves, and we speak to the Lord. So once David speaks truth to himself, then 
he lays out his petition to God. And he says to the Lord, Lord, I'm going to hope in you. Now, this psalm begins with the psalmist talking about my tears, my tears. But the last two words of the psalm are my God. The only way to move from my tears is to move to my God. You've got to get your eyes off of yourself and on the Lord. There's a real danger in becoming what Frank Sales used to call morbidly introspective. Don't let that happen to you. No, my friend. Instead, get your eyes up off of yourself and off of your circumstance and back on the Lord. Talk to yourself and talk to God. When you begin to do that, let me tell you what you'll find. God will speak to you. Remember, in the psalm, God's speaking to the psalmist. He's ministering deeply to him. And then he's giving him something to speak to other people and to pass along. Friend, as we begin this new section of the psalms, I want to challenge you today. Remember your Redeemer, what he has done, what he is doing today, and what he is yet to do. Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. If you would like more information on knowing the Lord Jesus Christ in a personal way, or more information on growing in your faith, please visit us at scottpauley.org. We would love to hear from you. From there, you may also download your free copy of A Ready Reference of the Psalms to help you in our current study. We are praying that God will guide you today and that you will enjoy the journey. Thank you.